One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and for the last time, I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award-winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows, and this is the end of season three of the podcast dedicated to The Traitors Australia. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the entire season of the show, then you should not listen any further. I've given you your warning. The previous episode was an interview special with the winner of the Traitors Australia Season 1, Alex Duggan. Thanks for all the downloads and streams and comments. And you might have thought that the podcast season would have been all over there, but no. I got in touch with the final two contestants from the season that I'd been so keen to talk to and I was lucky enough to be able to get both of them together for a mini Traitors Australia reunion. Before I introduce them, let's have a wee roundup of the latest Traitors updates from all over the place in a TT News to end the season. Traitors UK contestant Hannah Bichkovsky is currently performing a comedy show at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe here in Scotland. The hour-long set is a pairing with comedian Susie Priest and runs from the 5th to the 27th of August at the Opium Bar. It's also part of the Free Fringe, making it really accessible. And the way I found out about all this was not through my usual investigative journalism. It was by meeting Hannah for the second time in the street in Edinburgh. No pick this time, but check out the podcast Instagram to see a photo of Hannah and I from a few weeks back. 
From one very successful Traitors player to another, Siri Fields, the survivor legend who was a huge name in the Traitors US, is back in another reality competition. This time, Siri is appearing in the 25th season of US Big Brother and is already a favourite to win. To add to this twist for the other contestants, little do they know that fellow player Jared is actually Siri's son. The season has only just begun recently, so we'll see if Siri's traitor skills still work and if she can keep the family secret for the remainder of her time in the show, which I'm guessing will be a long time. And the final bit of TT news I'm dedicating to the podcast itself. This season, focusing on my favourite edition of the show, has had more downloads and streams than the first two seasons combined. My interview with the elusive Paul McNeil alone has had over 1,600 views on the YouTube page. Yes, the podcast is on YouTube, in case you didn't know. And that in turn has led to The Trader being quoted extensively in a recent article by the Hello magazine, all about Paul's mysterious edit in the show. Pretty good news to finish on, I'd say. I'll talk more about what's next for the podcast towards the end of the episode, but for now, it's time for me to reveal who my secret magical guests are for this interview. Let's meet them! For the first time on the podcast, I have with me not one, but two Traitors Australia contestants simultaneously. Firstly, she is an icon, she is a legend, and she is the moment. We are joined by faithful <laughs> Fee Mackay. And secondly, he is the true originator of the podcast, let's be honest. And I'm hoping that this appearance means he's not going to sue me for stealing the name <laughs> The Traitor. It's Trader Hunter Extraordinaire Mark Norman. Mark and Fee. How you going? Yay. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. I'm so excited and I will be claiming royalties for the title of the podcast. <laughs> oh, we did not arrange this beforehand and I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'll have to testify on Mark's behalf. I <laughs> uh, really should have thought about this earlier. Uh, <laughs> What a treat to speak to both of you at the same time. I hope you realise the enormity of this moment. It's very, very exciting. Oh, stop. stop we're it. very excited to be here. Yes, it... wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a Sunday night. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I have so many questions to ask you both, but before we get there, for the final time this season, I'm going to introduce you to our podcast game, The Trader Traitor. Our secret mission for the rest of the episode is to try to betray one another, all three of us, by telling an undetected lie. You can tell me something about the show, about yourself, or anything else that is a complete fabrication. For example, you could tell me that actually, Teresa and Matt were secret best friends and planned (laughs) their whole storyline of friction just to get screen time. However, that's a good one. That's a good one. Your lie can't be a fake opinion or a fake feeling, like saying that 
you think Teresa deserved to win when actually your true opinion is that you wanted Matt to win. Um, so we're looking for fake <laughs> facts, not fake opinions. At the end of the podcast, we'll put our traitor hunting skills to the test and see if we can guess one another's lies. Does this make sense? Yes, it does. Got out. Okay. Our game begins now. <laughs> all right. How did you both become a part of the traitors? How did this all come about in the first place? Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? It was um it was post pandemic life, right? So um I actually had someone slide into my DMs on Instagram and said, um, would I be interested in this kind of new show? Um, blah, blah, blah. Very little information about it. Um, it piqued my interest and um, they sort of said that it was kind of like a, I think they might have explained it as sort of like a murder mystery type vibe uh, and would I be interested in it sort of thing. And the reason I mentioned the post-pandemic thing is I think because like all of our lives had been really boring for a really long time. And so I think that played a huge part in it for me because... I don't know that otherwise or if circumstances were potentially different, if I would have been like, hey, yeah, sure, let's have a chat kind of thing. And then things moved, um, yeah, pretty fast from there. Um, and suddenly I was, yeah, going to a some random hotel in the middle of sort of Surrey Hills in Sydney to um, audition for this thing. Yeah. How about you, Fee? A pretty much exactly the same, um, except... So I had been, obviously I'm a dancer, as it was mentioned on the show, and I was quite into making um, TikTok videos at one point. And I think that my profile had been seen by one of the producers of the show and they had reached out. And I honestly thought, no, this is going to be a joke. Like, (laughs) that's probably real. Come on. And then I was like, all right, give us the call. And then I got a call and then I got an email from Endemolshine and it said Channel 10 and I was like, oh, oh, okay, this might actually be real. And as Mark <laughs> said, it um, it definitely moves quite fast after that. They said to, to me, we think you might be the missing piece of the puzzle that we're looking for and we'd love for you to come and um, join us in a new show that we're launching. And I just thought, you know what? Life has been absolute hell for me (laughs) and I think everyone else um, throughout COVID and everything. So off I went. Why not go try win quarter of a million dollars? Exactly. (laughs) It was my thought process. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, on that though, on that point, no fee, question, Mm. I Mm. remember being told that it was more money than that when I was first being told about it. Were you told that? No, I was always told 250 grand because they would have said like, oh, it's the same as Big Brother, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so I had always heard that. I actually think I remembered hearing 200,000 and then it turned into 250 and I was like, oh, give me the money. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. No, I just remember yeah. being told, like, oh, it's like the most money that Australia's. I mean, at that point, I would have done it. If, uh, 
at that point, I would have done it for five grand. Like five grand. No, but like it was a joke at that point. Why not? And both so, of you, both of you were faithfuls. Did either of yeah. you want to be a traitor? Look, I honestly thought going into it that I did. And I thought that I would be really good at it. And as soon as I got there, I was like, thank good, thank goodness. It's okay, you can swim. <laughs> thank <laughs> I am one. not a traitor because I could not have pulled that off. If I had to murder Mark or Teresa or Craig or Nigel, I wouldn't I wouldn't have slept for three, three and a half weeks. I just couldn't do it. I don't, my heart doesn't have it in me. I would have just, yeah, it would have been so obvious. I think they would have been like, nah, if Fee was a traitor, she would have told us by now. So, yeah, she, nah. She honestly, would, she honestly would have met. She would have come to And I think everyone knew that, so I wasn't really a threat until I started clicking onto some things and they were like, we need to get her out of here. Yeah. So... Yeah, off to uh, Mark on that one. <laughs> um, great question. I think my answer changes all the time. To be honest, I mm-hmm. think when I was first when I was first going into there and we were doing the whole um, Rog walking around selecting. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I had been completely fine with it going either way. Um, I was like, do you know what? I can do both. Good. Um, it will be fine, regardless of which way that um, it yeah. goes. However, I think when he was walking around behind us, I think at that moment your body tells you what you either like, and and it's pretty uh, it's pretty hard to argue with what your body is telling you at that point. And my body was yeah. telling me that I that I didn't want to feel his hand. I didn't want to feel his hand. On my I shoulder did. Kind of thing, so. Yeah. So I, I I think for whatever reason, my body was telling me that I that I didn't want to do it. However, if I kind of look in hindsight and the huge advantage that traders have over faithfuls, um, yeah. obviously yeah. that is, yeah, the power imbalance is pretty severe. Um, so I, when I so badly wanted like, oh, to maybe. feel it. So that is so <laughs> weird because I'm sitting there like, come on, waiting for it. And every time I heard his footsteps and I didn't get the tap, I was like, come on, Roger. Touch my shoulder. <laughs> like, oh. But then but by the end of it, by about three days in, I was like, thank God for that because I couldn't do it. Yeah. I wasn't in that room with you, but I think if Roger Corsa was behind me, I would want to feel his hand on my shoulder. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you just come to reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fee, you spoke... Yeah. Really early on in the show about your friendship yeah. with obviously Teresa, but also Ethan. And you said that yeah. you had a lot in common and you called him a challenge beast. Was it also yeah. easy to get closer to Ethan because he's a babe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew. Um, look, obviously, I, I am human and he is a very nice talker. <laughs> But no, he actually was an absolute challenge at beast. I mean, his life outside of this show is pretty much 
you know, dumbbells and friggin' squats. I don't even know, but it's pretty much all about that and helping people uplift themselves and all that type of good shit, which is awesome for him. Um, but no, he's actually a challenge beast, yeah. actually a challenge beast. And I think not only on the show, but in everyday life, like he is a beast and he's able to fight through just about anything. So I think we were very lucky to have him. And I think that's why everyone was pretty cut when he was gone so early on in the game, because a part of building up that pot was winning those challenges and where the hell's our challenge beast gone? How are we going to get all this money? Um, So yeah, that was quite upsetting, but I think the traders knew that that was going to put a bit of a a damper on the faithfuls and that's exactly what they wanted and it's exactly what they got because he was a strong player. Yeah. And I wanted yeah. to ask you about Chloe as well. Um, uh, Chloe wasn't yes. initial for long, <laughs> but has left quite a lasting impression. She's somebody who people often ask me about, like, oh, have you interviewed yeah. Chloe? And I haven't, but you asked yeah. her, you, you seemed quite frustrated with her at the banishment because she wouldn't really voice her own ideas she sort of spoke more about the spirit world um like how frustrating was it to play <laughs> the game with chloe oh gosh look i am actually someone who really believes in that in that kind of stuff like i have gone to see psychics like I have been told things and yes, they've come true and all of that sort of stuff. It wasn't that I was skeptical of her abilities. It was how they were being put across to the rest of the room. Like, no, you don't know. And I do because I saw it before I went to bed last night. Like that's me coming downstairs and saying, well, I had a dream that Matt's a traitor. So maybe we should go off that. Like I, that's just how I saw it. And that's nothing against her. It's just no one else saw physical proof of that except for her. And that's really what I felt we needed to be going off as a group of faithful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I did find it quite frustrating, but only for the fact that she had been walking around pre-banishment that day saying, oh, I'm going to go off in that banishment room. Teresa came and found me and she said, oh, my God, Chloe just told me that she's got so much to say and and blah, blah, blah. And that's when Teresa turned around to her and said, but are you prepared for when you're wrong? Because... <laughs> She was wrong quite a bit, but that's not to say she's she's not good at what she does. It was just don't say you're going to go into a room and pour all this gossip out and we're all ready for it and, yeah, get the popcorn and then, oh, no, I don't <laughs> want to speak. Like it, that it was it was just like was what bad. was all the dramatics for then? I got all pumped up for what? For you to not want to speak, like no, it's a game. You should have words. Yeah, I was. So there's my answer to that okay. one. <laughs> I was going to ask you about this as well, Mark, because I was surprised because you seemed like a very sort of um, logical, rational player, and but you wanted to put Chloe's theories to the test. So I was, that sort of surprised me a little bit. Why did you? Why? Why did you come up with that? Why did you say a couple of times, let's let's put these names that she's come up with to the test? Yeah, so 
Um, interesting character, obviously. She was probably one of the only um, people in the house that I didn't get um, close to or really to speak to. And I think that was probably uh, from my own, like, by design, I guess. Um, I was very, very sceptical of her. I, similarly to what I've seen online and what I think some people have said and stuff, I was like, this girl is either, like, a planted actor or something is going on here. I'm not sure about this. So so I'm going to keep her at super arm's length, right? That was kind of what I wanted to do. Um, But then I was going in that night to actually vote for Claire, who I um, uh, then pivoted off for a period. The only reason that I didn't is because of exactly what you said. Chloe had been walking around like that entire day talking about how she was going to blow things up in the banishment room that day and that she wasn't going to say anything until Mm -hmm. everyone could hear it. And I was sort of like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. I can respect that. Um, You don't want your words to be twisted. Um, If your vision is in fact a vision, you don't want it to be twisted. So I respect (laughs) that you want everyone to hear it equally. And then she went in there and she was just like, no, no, I don't want to so, Yeah. 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 So and then I, I even said like, to her oh. as she got up, I said, Are you leaving the room or the game? And she just, oh my God, nothing. You did. Like, it. she didn't even turn around and look at me. She didn't, like, there was no way, there was no nothing. It was like, There's that door and I am out of it. It was insane. <laughs> And what they didn't know, Matt, was like that was actually, um, we'd all been there for longer than you see, um, you know, through through editing and stuff like that. So we'd actually all been there for longer than it would have appeared. Um, And because that obviously has to be edited down for screen time, et cetera, et cetera. So they can only kind of keep the bombs in and to make total sense. I totally get it. But it was actually a really emotional um, time in that room. Like it was tensions were really high. People were sort of really upset. And then when she did sort of storm out of the room and not return, people were quite up in arms. Like people were visibly upset. People were sort of quite shaken and stuff because we were in this weird thing where no one had any idea what was going on. So when she kind of dropped those bombs and just stormed out of the room, everyone was kind of like, well, can she do that? Like, where is she going? Like, is she leaving the room? Is she leaving the game? Like, is that allowed? Can we like, what's going on? It was insane. It was just, when none of us were ready for it, it was, it was wild. But I, to, to sort of bring it back, I think I had a similar kind of um, logic-driven theory that I just voiced in a way that even though he's obviously um, completely bonkers, um, Matt um, <laughs> had a similar kind of theory, which was, well, let's test the names from that four to see if one of them sticks, and then maybe that proves whether the other three are, you know, within the same thing. And... I sort of wanted to do a similar thing. I just wanted to do it in a slightly different, more logical, calm way. Yeah. And just finally on Chloe, <laughs> and then we will move on. Um, Mark, I don't know if you remember, Chloe suggested in her vision 
when she when you did the train challenge and she had this vision of oh, victory, okay. he suggested that she saw you turning the key in the final room. Do you think if you had been given the key and put in the last carriage, you would have won? <laughs> Look, I only really sort of found out about that sort of through the grapevine. It was all quite chaotic when we were actually there that day. Um <laughs> Look, credit to Chloe. She might have been right on that because her vision didn't involve me doing any type of math. <laughs> and so if I was if she had put me in that numbers carriage where there was an equation, then she's absolutely insane. <laughs> but given it was just like keys and a suitcase, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Good great. comedy value for yeah. us. Great um, TV. She made yeah. great TV. Exactly. Great TV. Yeah. Now, just, despite those um, those false starts, you did then successfully banish your first traitor, and that was Angus. Mark, yeah, we you, did. You oh. had voted for Angus for four consecutive banishments leading up to his exit. Um, when he was finally banished, was it incredibly exciting or also a little bit annoying that no one had listened to you? Um, great question. Well worded because it was little column A, little column B. Um, it was like, and I, I don't want to oversell this, Matt, but it was like maybe some of the most excitement I've felt in my entire life. I'm not even joking. Like, like I, we found out later that apparently like we, we blew all of the mics that night, the way we screamed apparently when we found out. Um, yeah, because we they did. were ready for us to scream the way that we did that loud, um, so they yeah. didn't have them like yeah um, it was insane no. it was um, the fact that I had been banging my drum on sort of you know the Angus train being like guys yeah. he's so nice he's so unsuspecting he would he would just be the perfect trader I was so convinced um, yeah but then I kind of realised, I guess, a couple times in when I started to look like a bit of an idiot, probably, I realised that what I was doing was, even though I was very sure and what I thought that I knew, 
I hadn't really taken people along on the journey with me and I wasn't I wasn't using my skills of influence and so that's what I realized I'd be needed to do kind of thing right mm -hmm. yeah and you both then helped banish the next traitor the very next episode and that was Claire and again Mark you you'd been on to her quite early on but it was the first time either of you actually voted for her um, Sophie had had you suspected Claire before that day, or was that sort of like quite sudden to to go for Claire? No, no, I definitely suspected Claire, but I just loved her so much that I couldn't do it. To be honest, <laughs> so my heart took over. Like it, you know, a hundred percent. She was given a role that, yeah, I think initially she thought she wanted. But when it came to bonding with everyone the way that she did, I don't think she was expecting that. And I don't think she thought it was going to be as hard as it was to be the reason people were leaving the game. Yeah. Um, and you could see it all over her face. So, yeah. And, you know, when we pulled that up and brought it up with Claire, she instantly was on the defence, like, well, that's who I am. I'm not changing for anyone. And it was a case of, well, no one's asking you to change. And it was just the defence there was like, okay, well, that, that did it for a lot of people, I think, and I was one of them. So, yeah. yeah. And something else that happened on Claire's banishment day was the mm. roulette gamble. And, Mark, oh. you, you were one of the three chosen people to take part in this. No. Oh my God, Matt, we have to discuss this because I have a bone to pick with you on this. <sighs> okay, well, no. maybe it's what I was about to ask, but um, what's your bone? <laughs> well, well, I listened to someone else's episode or maybe some of the other episodes you've done and you guys were like, oh, it looks like some crafty editing in the last one when they only did three spins or whatever. I just want to state very, very clearly for the record that that was not edited at all <laughs> and that the three spins were legitimate when i when we spun the spinny wheel for me um that was genuine and the excitement was very very genuine i promise that it wasn't edited at all okay that's literally what i was going to ask you no i mean I don't know that you don't have like a gun pointed at you right now. It, this is not a visual podcast. You, if you want to blink a couple of times to communicate something with me. <laughs> no, I'll, Honestly, that's fine. I'll take your think, word for it. I think if it had gone, if it had gone any different, um, as I stated during that, because that was a very, very fun day. Um, very, very fun morning to be um, selected for that challenge. And um, I mean, if we had had it Lewis's way, we would have um, <laughs> probably lost absolutely everything. everything because he was like, put it all on black, put it all on black kind of thing. <laughs> and I was just like, no, we're taking a more balanced approach to this where we're only going to like put on a selection of it. So no, it was a it was very, very exciting. But we did in fact land on that black tea and win all that money, which was, you know, pretty close, you know, getting pretty close to the Angus Um finding out excitement yeah yes okay i'll i'll believe you um no <laughs> no i'm kidding i do believe you um as but i but i don't know if you if either of you listened to my interview with matt i was um, asking him a question and i it was like oh something something clear and he went who's clear and i thought he was kidding oh, and i was like oh clear the I, traitor and I he was did, just like mm, nope don't know I who that is that, matt, and <laughs> i was so shocked i didn't know what to do with it and you were like clear clear like 
He was full of traitor. And he was like, I actually, yeah. Anyway. That's insane. Yeah. I actually forgot who one of the traitors were the other day when someone asked (laughs) you, like, who's the traitors? And I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It's been a while. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it has. So I was a little bit like, oh. No, I'm not really sure. Someone's like, do you know who do you know you know who won, right? And I'm like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> but obviously I did. I just don't I want people to watch it. So I'm like Yes. Good plan. <laughs> now, as a good podcast producer, I think my job is to create drama and tension. So I'm going to turn you both against one another. On the night of Claire's <laughs> banishment, Mark you began to very vocally suspect Marielle and you told Fee this and then Fee, you told <laughs> oh, Marielle no. and then Mark got murdered. What I'm asking is, Mark, is it Fee's fault that you got murdered? Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. It is not Fee's fault. Look, I obviously wish that Fee didn't tell Marielle that I suspected her. However, these, I was very clearly, very confident that night, feeling very pleased with myself after getting two for two and feeling quite confident that I was going to be able to get three for three. And Mm -hmm. um, watching it back and in hindsight, I think um, I would probably, A, have a smaller glass of wine than you'll see in those final scenes that I have. (laughs) And B, I would probably um, just keep my suspicions a little more kind of under wraps until um, they were ready to roll, I think. Okay. In my defense, (laughs) (laughs) I thought that I was a part of what some might call a core four, right? So this core four consisted of Justine, Ethan, Mark, Marielle. When Ethan got the chop, they decided to recruit good old Fee. So then the core four consisted of Justine, Marielle, Mark, and Fee. So I, with my big glorious heart, am thinking that the people (laughs) that I am in an alliance with aren't lying to me and they have my best interest at heart. But no, 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 they did not. So when I heard this, I thought to myself, hmm, what I can do here is I can tell Marielle what I've been told. If nothing happens, then my core four is a core four. Fantastic. And if something does happen, then she is a CDBR <laughs> and we need to get rid of her, which is exactly what happened the following day. So, round of applause to Fee. <laughs> but RIP to Mark solely apologize. <laughs> okay, thank you, friends. I mean, not quite as much drama and tension as I wanted, but I'll take that. It's okay. Um, I'm sorry to let you down. We're Matt. sorry. We're sorry. I wanted one of you to like log off Zoom and like be furious with the other you one. You wanted me to be like, no, that's not how it went down. I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then like and come back five minutes later. Um, and the funniest thing is, 
the funniest thing is, like, I I just sort of knew that I was on borrowed time by the end of that mm-hmm. night, right? Um, you saw that Teresa, like, yelled at me in the banishment room and was like, don't say that, don't say that, you might get murdered tonight. And then <laughs> they sort of strategically let us all, like, have some wines and carry on, like, running our mouths that night, which I think is, like, you know, well played on the producer's kind of behalf. And then as I was walking, as I was walking up the stairs that night, I remember, like, I was walking with Marielle and I was like, oh, God, like, I think I'm doing a job tonight kind of thing. And Marielle was yeah. like, she was like, oh, no. But, like, in her head, she was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're gone. Yeah. 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 I knew the night I went to bed as well that I was getting, I literally hugged everyone so tight and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be here in the morning, so I love you and have a good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, I was gone. <laughs> so yeah it is what it is yeah and mark i i think you were clearly high up on production's list of faves because when you were murdered the next morning we get to see a little clip of you in the car leaving the hotel and the only other person that they showed that for uh, until that point was angus who was the first traitor out so i don't know if you noticed you were given the honor of having like at that point <laughs> being the first faithful to have their car interview shown so you know well done yes i did i did i did i did i did notice that that which was actually um a nice way to sneak my way into another episode even um, (laughs) from beyond the grave um so yeah that was very exciting and you know what i was kind of happy with that because when they came up and told me that I was murdered i was like oh damn like i really like my outfit today so i'm glad that's (laughs) And I also must reference it. We well, we referenced it a little bit earlier in the final full episode before you were murdered. We yeah. saw you coin the phrase that someone being on your radar. Um, have you <laughs> always been a wordsmith? How old were you when you discovered your genius? <laughs> Honestly, I don't really I don't really know where that came from, to be honest. I think um because we were so hyper fixated on trying to work out um who was um who was a traitor, who was not, who was a faithful. Um, and not least because I'm a huge Britney Britney Spears fan and she has a song called the Radar, <laughs> which is, you know, and so I was like, in my head, I was like, wonder if, you know, you're on the trader, you know, so that was kind of like going around as well. So, you know, combination of all my loves to kind of pin that, pin that term. Yes. Well, you're only human. Um, when you... What was your when you finished school? I'm just curious. I don't even know what that means. I'm not from Australia. Oh. <laughs> Did you finish school? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, I, I did end. <laughs> Rude. I don't know what an though. I'm from New Zealand, Matt, so I don't understand the Australian school system. I, I sort of yeah, thought that been... just from your accent. Um, <laughs> what what was the thing you asked about, Fee? HR? ATAR. Oh, so it, it's like a score know. that you get when you do VCE. You get a score at the end of it, okay. and it, like, determines, yeah, and whatever. And okay. Moving on. okay. Um, <laughs> edit that out boring <laughs> definitely, definitely got that out no I need to read the clip like, 
of, of fees <laughs> and Mark, like did you finish school? <laughs> did you finish school? Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, when Mark, when you heard about this podcast, did you immediately get mad that it's stolen your word? <laughs> no, not at all. I was actually very um, happy and felt quite honoured that um, it had been very humbled with that. the name. Yeah, very humbled. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and Fee, I was very excited because you continued to use the phrase in the next episode. You gave Mark his props and you said... I did. Mark came up with that. Again, you, you yeah. said, rest in peace, Mark. Yes, uh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Oh my he God. deserves and credit then, for all like, of his glorious ideas. I was like, and when I was watching that, when I was like watching the episode and like the girls were upset and stuff after I didn't come down, I was like, honestly, like sobbing on the couch. Yeah, we were gutted. We were absolutely destroyed. I was like, well, how am I going to know who to banish now? Like, (laughs) Another big moment in the series, um, Fee, I have to ask you about is... When Maria, you were in the car with Marielle when she accidentally mentioned that there were four traitors. Did you immediately twig that that was weird? Yes, I did. As you can probably see with my face um, on the episode, I instantly got a little bit of a ding. And I think she weaved her way out of it so incredibly well. And I'm like, oh, core four, core four. <laughs> so I just didn't really think much of it because I was thinking, yeah, there's probably four traders as well. You know, there can be up to five. Like maybe she was just guessing. And it wasn't until I saw Justine say, how do you know it was four that I was like, Fiona, you <laughs> idiot. She literally told you she was a traitor. So, yeah. yes, I'm a moron, to put it simply, Matt. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And I have to ask you um, another uh that you're, you you can rest, you can settle an argument here. This is the last episode of the podcast. This is a like, huge moment of contention. Fee, did you or did you not say to Marielle on your last night that you suspected Teresa might be a traitor? Absolutely not. And that is how everyone knew that she was a traitor. She came down and said to Teresa, of all people, that what you had just said, and straight away Teresa was like, Fee would never have said that. And then she went and asked Craig, and Craig was like, 
they would never have said that. Okay. And that's how they knew that Marielle had just dug her own grave and she was goners. So, no, that is not true. Okay. I did not tell Marielle that I thought Teresa was a traitor. Okay. Because Marielle is insistent. When I spoke to Marielle, she said she says, you did say that. This is my moment of drama. What would you like to say oh, to Marielle for you? <laughs> What would I like to say to Marielle? <laughs> oh, well, she lied her whole way through the game. What's going to stop her after it? So, you know, <laughs> whatever. There goes that. Oh. <laughs> Mic drop. There drops. goes your drama. There's yes, your thank drama. You very much. You're welcome, hon. I'll <laughs> go in the clip. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be mad if it doesn't. We're using that. We're using that for promo material. Oh, I <laughs> hope so. Now, talk to me about Matt. First of all, oh, we God. talked a little bit about him, but you know we have to say we're more. We're gonna be here all freaking <laughs> night. See, uh, you voted Matt out. Was that because you thought he was a traitor, or because you just couldn't bear to be around him in the banishment room anymore? I could not stand that human <laughs> being. Like, oh my goodness. The first time I voted for him, he actually pushed me to do it himself. I was not going in there to vote for him whatsoever. And it was how he held himself in the banishment room that I was like, only a traitor would act that way. Like he's being crazy. So I was like, I'm going to vote for him. Like, and I was even pretty upset. There was a love heart next to his name the first time I voted for him, if you remember correctly. And then the times after that, I didn't even make eye contact with the bloke. I was like, nah, see you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> he was being absolutely insane. Everywhere he was, was chaos. And I could not deal with it. it oh. And the way he was just going after people, after situations were already kind of resolved, he would continue to bring up that same issue again and again and again, like the answer he was getting wasn't good enough. And I think I just had had enough of it. And I was just, oh, I can't even deal yeah. with that. Mark, <laughs> you were <laughs> you were quite vocal about the fact that you you didn't think Matt was a traitor. But do you think you might have voted for him anyway on his last night? Also, just to just to get rid of him as a distraction. Yeah. So interestingly, I mean, Matt and I like we were sort of we were pretty good friends at the start of the at the start of the show. Like we got along. He was um, appearing very normal. Everything was calm. Um, and then as we kind of got on things, he sort of became more and more erratic. Refused to kind of budge for logic or anything else and obviously by this point I'm then like great friends with with Teresa because you know she's my home girl kind of thing so her him them coming for her all the time when I knew there was just no way right there was just no way that that she was yeah. a traitor um I think it's it's exactly right I think people were voting for him not even remotely because they thought that he was a traitor but just yeah. because we were in this pressure cooker of a social experiment where he was making it so much harder to be there. So yeah. I I can't say how I would have voted on those final nights after my death, but I think 
it doesn't surprise me that people just voted for him because he might not have been a traitor, but he was a terrible faithful. Okay. Yeah, it had just gotten to the point where it was just a struggle when he was around and it was anyone was anyone that was voting for him by the end of it was not because they thought he was a traitor, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. You both we we talk, you mentioned this a little bit before we started recording, but I wanted to ask you both about um how how does murder actually work? Like from your perspective, what's that like? Do you basically get a knock on the door does a magical letter get slipped underneath the door like how do you know how do you know it's time to go what what's the process um you are you're literally dressed and ready to get a knock on your door to go down to breakfast which is so cruel by the way because you've put your face on you've got a cute little outfit they come and and mark you up yeah and yeah. you're like ready for some, you're ready for some freezing cold eggs and stone cold bacon. <laughs> so um, you are so keen for some iced coffee that's not meant to be iced. And you are like, I can't wait to get down there. And I'm like, I'm going to go down and see my girls. I'm going to see Mama T. I'm going to see Steve. It's going to be awesome. And then, yeah, they just knock on your door. You open the door and two producers are stood there and you're like, Shit. Oh. <laughs> that is a hundred percent correct. Like it's the worst friend. It looks so good, but it's the worst thing you can come down to in the morning. The worst. Except for the people. The people just make it. But when it's a producer, oh you just you get so mad, you're dressed, you're pepped, you're ready to go. You're like the knock set, it's my turn to walk down the stairs. But there are no stairs. You are not going. <laughs> it is you've horrible. Been, you've already been waiting. You've already been waiting for hours as well, because obviously TV production, blah blah blah, they have to time everything right. So everything takes ten times longer than you would ever expect it to. Mm-hmm. And so you've already kind of been waiting all morning, and then suddenly, like the time has just gone on a bit long, and you're like, this is <laughs> than normal kind of thing. And then like, yeah, suddenly, I'm not going, suddenly, am I? I'm not yeah, going. You're like, I'm not going to breakfast, am I? <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah, I I didn't, I just assumed it was at night, the night you go off to bed, but no, you you have to wait until the morning. And no, you, that very morning until you think you're walking down the stairs, but- Otherwise, being told you're not, yeah. yeah, that's it. And I think Matt, I think, I think we all assumed as well, Matt, that it was at night as well. So, like, yeah, we are not seeing what's happening to the people before us, and there's never been a season of this ever yeah. when we're there. We have no idea. Like, you have to remember that everything we're doing, we not only don't know what this show is or what this game is, every yeah. aspect of it, every facet of it, is completely. New, so we are all assuming that you know the traders are roaming the halls in their cloaks and stuff like that at all times. <laughs> we assume that, like, when you get murdered, there's going to be some giant nighttime ceremony at your door and stuff like this. <laughs> and then, like, the reality of it is so hilariously anticlimactic. Like, it is that's that first night. The first night we were there and we're just, you know, all bonding and getting along and, you know, talking and then 
we go to breakfast. When Millie didn't come, we were shook. We were like, did someone actually die last night? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? What? How, how did they die? What happened? And then Roger comes down and he explains, the traders murdered Millie last night. And we were like, it happens that fast. We didn't even get to say bye to her. Like, I think some people didn't even know her name yet. It was just. I didn't. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and look, she's so lovely. I've spoken to her since. But Matt, because her and I arrived in different, like, tranches of the cocktail party, I didn't say one word to her. And then so people were like, oh, like, Millie's been murdered. I was like, who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty shocking to see that that's how quickly it happens and that you don't see them again. They're just gone. That's it. Yeah. Like, so that's when we first realised this is real. Like, it's time to put game face on now. Yeah. And did you both watch the show when it was on TV? Did you watch the whole thing as it was broadcast? Oh God, yeah! I was so excited. As I say, I'm um, and like this is probably a my own level of self-absorption, and b <laughs> just like I just thought the whole. I was so proud of the whole season. I was so proud of the cast and what we did and the show, and I just thought. Obviously, then the episodes after I'm murdered, I had no idea what was going to happen in those episodes other than sort of like little bits of gossip through the grapevine and stuff like that. So me and all of my friends, Muriel and Justine actually came to Sydney and watched some of the episodes with me and my friends, which was amazing. Kate came and watched um, my sort of murder episode with me um, and gave me a little cuddle kind of thing. So <laughs> it was a, like it was such a fun experience kind of thing. So, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, did you watch the show for you? Yeah, of course I did. Um, I watched it weekly, obviously, um, but sometimes I had to wait because I don't live with my parents, so I'd have to go down and, you know, wait, and they'd be like, you can't watch it with me, even though I know exactly, I know exactly what's going to happen. I could just let them know or they could catch up, but no, they wanted to watch it together. So, yeah, I watched it all. I found it quite hard to watch it closer to the end because it was like, I don't know. For me, emotionally, it was pretty hard that, like, I wasn't there sort of thing. And also the fact of watching people so close to me getting so close and having to watch them and their hearts completely shatter into a million pieces, like, that was not easy um, to watch that whatsoever. But, you know, it was a game and it was very well played at the end of the day. And was it a strange experience to watch things from a different perspective, like 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 now knowing who the traitors were, and then watching them on screen tell lies, or like just seeing people in a d- different way? What definitely like? for me, for me, yeah, definitely. Um, because I remember I had been murdered, and I had uh, gotten home that same day, and I that's all I wanted. I needed to get home to my dog. I missed my mum. Like, I just needed my dog to lick my face and feel better. <laughs> that's all I needed. Um, so when I came home, I think it was about two days later, I was at my parents' house, and I got a message, and it was Marielle. And she said, I just need to get this out now, but I was a traitor. And I just remember my heart falling out of my ass. I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Like that was someone I did not 
is suspect for a minute, not one mm. minute, because she was so good at, you know, explaining herself and being that vocal person in the room and being able to plant seeds so well that I just, I was shook. I was, I couldn't believe it. And it is a massive shock to the system when you think someone's really on your side and then you find out that they, they, they were not, they were not. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mark, when did you find out who the who the traitors were? Was it when you watched it on the show, or had you did you know before that? Um, no. Similarly, I had been speaking to I'd been speaking to Marielle not long after she was eliminated from the show as well. Um, and look, as you all saw on the show, I already had my suspicions on Marielle. I was um, absolutely. Even though, um, and this will sound very self-serving, even though during the gambling challenge, I was like, okay, well, Lewis or Nigel is a traitor because why would they send three faithfuls? Um, so I had suspected that. I assumed, I'm not saying that I knew, I assumed it wasn't Lewis because like as if that face could ever lie to you. <laughs> and so I was like, I think it's Nigel kind of thing. But that's as, that's as baked as my theory was. Whereas I knew Marielle, you know, it, it, on some level that, that, that she probably was. So it is it is a bit shocking to kind of have it confirmed. And then it yeah. was definitely pretty wild um, watching it back and watching the traders and the other side of what's happening happening while you are living a very different experience to what mm-hmm. they're living. Um, and then I think like some of the comments, like not to be shady or anything, but like some of the comments around like, oh, we gave the faithfuls the first two traders. It's oh, like, yeah, well, right. you, you absolutely did not, but like God yeah. bless yeah. Another one that was really hard for me was Nigel because I was really, really close with Nigel. Oh, Nigel's, and Nigel's just the best. And he is absolutely one of the best men I have ever met in my life. Like he is absolute gold. Um, and I think that's why it kind of shocked me as well. And because even though I was part of a core four alliance, I had a very, very strong alliance with Craig and Nigel. So I think um, for both Craig and myself, when we found out after the fact, we were like, can you believe that? Like <laughs> we were, we could not believe Poor it. Craig we as well, could like- not he did an extremely good job at that because he had Craig and I wrapped around his little finger. And you see <laughs> that episode where I'm like, we need to see the people that like in the car and you see Nigel in the back seat and he's like, shit. <laughs> like, because if I don't react, they're going to know I'm screwed. Like it was, it was a lot, but it, he played very well. Yeah. And Mark, by the time you left, Alex wasn't a traitor yet. And I think, Fee, you had sort of one episode of crossover. Did you have any suspicions that Alex was acting differently or had been recruited? No. Nothing. No. Um, No. In fact, something I'm hoping that you can both clear up uh, is something about the gameplay of the show. Because when I spoke to Alex, she said she didn't, actually know how the end of the game worked before the final episode and another uh, co-host I had on the podcast 
made a similar suggestion that you guys didn't complete you weren't told all of the rules about like how it would finish like what was the deal there like how how fully was the game explained to you in terms of how it would all end look no one sat down and said this is what's yeah. going to happen so you're going to do this and then you're going to have a banishment and then you're going to we found out all of that when we walked in and started getting filmed pretty much i mean when we were in isolation, as you would say, before being taken to the location of filming, we were at a hotel where we were given a game like handbook. Yes. But the rules of that handbook were quite Mm -hmm. blasé. If you had a question, there was no one to really ask who had an answer. It was, I don't even think they really knew, um, to be honest with you. So it was a bit, touch and go as the game went on. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. I didn't realise that there was, you know, a banishment and that we had to write someone's name down right in front of them and tell them the reason we want them gone to their face. Like, I didn't know that was happening, that's for sure. Like, when that first happened, I was like, oh, my God, this is absolutely fucked. Um, But, you know, that was the game. And you soon got used to it, yeah, that's for sure. I think to Fee's point, I think some of the rules were almost being finessed as we got to the later episodes, I think. Yeah. So I don't think that everything was completely, they certainly didn't mm-hmm. share them in advance. And I think there were yeah. some aspects of it that were, even if I think about the shield challenges and who yeah. can win the money and stuff, some of that sort of felt as though it was happening as it happens kind of thing. Um, And I think even with, and I loved the UK season, the UK season had me like pacing my living room kind of thing. I absolutely loved it. (laughs) Um, And so um, I think similarly, I think my biggest gripe with the game would be that um, I think the rule of when the second Retrait. Uh, the second trader was recruited. Is that right? When the second trader was recruited, not the first one, but the second one. Um, the fact that the faithfuls are not told that another yeah. trader has been recruited. I think mm-hmm. that is a huge fail yeah. because um, that just um, that slip, that like tips the power imbalance to like an impractical sense because they don't yeah. even know that there's another one that's been added. Yeah. 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 I have a final few questions um, that have come up over the course of the podcast. One is about, uh, well, this came up just in the last episode, actually, in my episode 12 deep dive. Uh, my guest co-host, uh, David Bloomberg, who's a reality TV guru, uh, he he wondered why did the tra- why did the show use silver bars rather than like gold bars might feel like the sort of obvious thing. And David was asking me, oh, (laughs) does Australia have some sort of connection to silver? Is there like something significant there? And I was like, I have no idea. Um, Any thoughts? I'll let Mark take that one because I wish they were gold too. (laughs) Um, That is a really, look, that is a really interesting question. Um, I wish that we could help you with that, Matt. I honestly, I have no (laughs) idea. Fee, do you have any idea? I have I absolutely zero like... idea. I was actually just hoping that it would be legit cash, like $100 bills. So <laughs> I was pretty shattered that it was even like silver and not gold, but I was more shattered that, it, you know, 
So I just wanted to see cold hard cash. It would have been easier to just take and run. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Matt, you reckon just because like not gold in this economy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's that. <laughs> it's a cost of living crisis issue. Um, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people can't, af- people can't afford groceries. They're not going to be like, you know, gold bars. That's kind of it. Thing. Like, let's make it more realistic. That's yeah. Um, also, I, I like. I have to ask. It's the last episode. <laughs> I have no answer to this so far. What is the deal with Paul? Wait, where's Paul? <laughs> you know what? As the show aired, I think it got to about the sixth or seventh episode. And one of my friends messaged me most nights to be like, oh, my God, like, it was so fun watching you, blah, 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 blah. And the sixth night, I just get this message and it doesn't say anything except, who the fuck is Paul? What? Well, sorry, but where did he come from? Like, I honestly don't know what happened there. I think it was because he did so many ridiculous things throughout filming, like trying to bring props to the banishment room and trying to make people swear on their parents' lives that they weren't a traitor and just, (laughs) just doing absolutely ridiculous things like that, like... If you do, oh, if you do that, it's not going to get shown, and that was all he was doing was things like that. So he very quickly got <laughs> cut, cut out of the show. <laughs> and look, it's really um, sad. It's been, Matt. I think it's been like one of the things that people have asked me about the most on the show. Yeah. Um, like yeah, they yeah. ask you about, like they ask you about yourself, and then they're like, "And by the way, did Paul commit a really bad crime? Like, <laughs> why is he edited out of the show?" Kind of thing. And I wish that we had an answer for people. Honestly, I think <laughs> when I when I spoke to one of the producers, they did just sort of say, um, "It's not that he did anything that was super bad or anything like that, but." <laughs> that he wasn't relevant to any kind of main storyline or relationship or anything um, <laughs> to kind of like bring him into the show. But to cut him out completely is pretty harsh, right? Like give him a conversation Yeah, that was or sad. Like he still took the time out of his life to pack up and go and film a show to, to sit down with his family and not see himself on oh. it. Like that, <laughs> like, no, that's so if that was sad. me... I would be absolutely mortified. So I'm sorry, but I didn't listen to the episode where you had him on. Did he explain this? Oh, yeah, what did, did he say? What did he say? Um, Paul just, he also said he didn't really know. He he His theory was that he, he thought he was just a bit, like, this is, this is, these are his words and not mine. He just thought he was a bit like old and not cool enough. And he thought maybe the focus was just on like younger, fun people. Like Craig and Nigel and Claire. And like, that's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's also know. the. I don't have the answers there, but poor Paul. Yeah. Teresa, <laughs> Teresa has been like, um, she's so cute. She like sends me, um, she's like following like the, because um, the UK people have been amazing and they're following the show and they're sending us all of these like wonderful messages and stuff and it's so great. 
and Teresa's really good and she sends me all of these like tweets and stuff that are being super nice about me so like bless her but then um then she was like oh you should go in and you should go in and follow this you know and I'm I'm technically illiterate right so she's like you should go and search this and blah 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 so I went and did that and honestly all I could find was entire Twitter accounts dedicated to like where is Paul yeah, and yeah. being like and like Paul Paul for Big Brother You're UK lying. and stuff because he's not on the show. It's honestly you hilarious. are lying. Like, <laughs> no, it's so funny. Oh, I, that's so sad. I would suggest that that was Mark's lie, but I also know for a fact there is. I'm trying to find it out. There's an entire Twitter. Yeah, I've got it here. There's a whole account that's just yeah. called hashtag justice for Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just. That's up. That is so sad for him. Yeah. And the bio oh, on the oh. Twitter account is basically all things reality, but looking for Paul from the Traitors Australia, Australia helped me. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh my god, amazing. But he just referenced Austin Powers way too much as well. So yeah, that's that's Paul. Um it is it is a great mystery. Yeah. yeah my, last, my last question is another mystery to me. I've had an internal struggle over the past three months doing the podcast. In us because I don't know what term to use. In Australia, do you call a oh. chunk of TV episodes? A series or a season? What term would you use? Like a in the season. UK, we'd say a series. But I know in the, in the States, they call it a season. Do you call no, it a season? No, if you call it a series, it's the whole it's thing. It's the whole so thing. Like, yeah, 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 that, like yeah. Say, say a series has got 10 seasons. You would say, oh, season one, season two, I'm watching season three. Okay. And then you'd be like, oh, have you seen the series of? Yeah. But okay. you wouldn't, yeah. Does okay. that make I think sense? That's right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. And the it season, yeah, we just don't use the term season in the UK. It's a very, it's like American The only term. time we would really use it okay. is if you're saying, yeah. oh, I'm watching season two at the moment of this yeah. series called blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Obviously, I, yeah. I kept that most important question to last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just all through the, the podcast. The well, the I'm sorry, the answer was a little bit fried. Yeah. I just sometimes I say season, sometimes I say series, and I'm like, I don't know what I the Australians want me to say. So No, you do you, boo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, we, we're almost at the end, and it's almost time to conduct our own banishment and conclude the game we've been playing. However, Aww. before we get there, um, where can we find both of you online? Like, what should we check out? How can people follow you? Um, Mark, where are you online? Um, honestly, almost nowhere, but the only thing that I am is Instagram, which is at Mark John Norman. So very simple. Okay. Uh, Fee, where can we find you online? What's what what's happening in the world of Fee beyond the traitors? Um, Fee is actually quite a closed book when it comes to social media, but I am trying to get better at sharing my my lovely life with people. Um, and you can find that on Instagram <laughs> at Bad Girl Fee Fee. Oh. 
<laughs> I was waiting for it and I was so excited about it. <laughs> there it is. Perfect. Um, now, we've been playing a game. We've been playing the Trader Traitor. We've all been trying to lie to one another. First of all, can we just confirm? I I have told both of you a lie. Um, you don't need to tell me what it is yet, but have you lied at some point in our in our chat? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So it was and can I just say it was a lot harder than I was thinking it would be to just like weave a casual lie in there. Because the situation had to call for it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you had to like work your lie into the conversation. It was not easy. Okay, I here's well because there are three of us. Here's what we'll do. I'll firstly I'll guess Fee's lie. Fee's going to guess Mark's lie, and Mark, you're going to guess my lie. I'm the, never going to guess his lie. Well, if you're if the person who's guessing is wrong, the other person can then have a chance to swoop in. So. Oh, if, if the get if the main okay. guesser is wrong, the other person can have a go as well. Um, okay, okay. So I'm going to begin by guessing Fee's lie, and if I'm wrong, yeah. just uh, just tell me I'm wrong, but don't instantly tell me what it is because Mark then may also try and guess. Okay. I think your lie. I've got two two possibilities, right? You mentioned your. Your dog, and I thought maybe you don't have a dog, but that's not my guess. My guess is that someone <laughs> you said earlier that someone asked you about the traitors and you couldn't remember who the traitors were, and I wondered if that was your lie. No. Okay. Um, Mark, any idea what you lied about? Well, the only thing that I thought was she would be doing such a number on us if she actually did say that thing about Teresa. <laughs> um, Fee is either of is that correct? It is not correct. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my well, god. I had to pray in there for a second. That is not correct. Okay, you've totally fooled us. Then what was your lying? My lie was that I have in fact finished school. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh! You didn't just get us there. Just, you just went. I said better. that I have not finished school. School is important. Stay in school, kid. <laughs> <laughs> that was I. I just believed it because you were talking about that the Australian thing, and I was like, "Oh, I know." See, I'm good. I'm good. She's not. That was quite good, actually. Yeah, because it was very casual. Very yeah. casual. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. You would have been a good traitor. You doubted yourself. See, I think so. I think so too. Thanks, I'm well done. Um, thank you. Now, Fee, you have to try and guess Mark's lie. What do you think Mark lied about? Oh, all right. My guess is that he's not actually a Britney Spears fan. <laughs> is that, um, Don't is that a thing? <laughs> no, never. No. I, I knew it. I mean, that I just couldn't. Yeah, I should have known. Um, in right. that case, I'm going to guess. I, I'm struggling, but I think maybe your lie was that you really early on it was the first question I asked about, oh, how did you get involved in the show? And you said that you had been told it was much more money 
than it actually was. And I wondered if that was your lie. <laughs> no, that wasn't my lie. That is that is true. Um, would have been a good thing to lie on. Um, but hilariously, and my lie was rubbish, I'll admit it. Um, but hilariously, the um, you asked a question about Matt, and I said that we were good friends early on. We were not. <laughs> Do you know, see, when you said that, I was kind of laughing. I was like, I don't remember you ever getting along. <laughs> I just thought you were being really nice. <laughs> yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, oh, I didn't see that mm. friendship. Okay. Same. Same. At, one, at, at one point, he was literally like to me, like, can we please go in a car together? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, oh. Um, Or maybe not. Uh, it's just left to me. Mark, do you have any idea what I lied to you about? Gosh, 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 gosh. I think, did, did you lie that maybe Paul had more of an idea that it wasn't just because he was old that he wasn't put in the show? No, that, honestly, Paul had no. not much <laughs> to give me on that. So that is absolutely true. That's all he, that's all he really said. Uh, Fee, any ideas what I lied to you about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you lie about whether you call about that you don't know whether to call it a season or a series? No, that's <laughs> real. That's just, I was real. I'm like every time I say it, I'm like, is this the right term? <laughs> oh fuck! All right, yeah. See, I would have made season. shit out straight season. up. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's what I lied Tell about. Her. Um, it wasn't that great, but. I said that when I spoke to Alex, Alex said she didn't understand how the game ended. And that wasn't really true. Alex didn't say that at all. However, <laughs> I, oh, it was very creative because Kate... not quite good. Kate said that. When I spoke to Kate, she was like, I didn't understand how the game was going to end. But yeah, Alex oh. didn't mention that at all. So I just, I just changed someone's name. Sneaky really. bugger. Yeah, I was sneaky. Yeah, nice. Good job. And you know, Kate, you know Kate as well, like... Kate is very into games, rules. Oh, yeah. Like she's all about them rules, right? So yeah. I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was so surprised when Kate, of all people, was like, "Oh, I didn't understand." She just sort of flippantly said it. She said, "Oh, I didn't understand how the game, how the winners like won the money." At I end. And I was like, oh. there, "Yeah, I don't think I would have understood if I was one of them three in the room either." I think I would have had some questions yeah, as to like, what happens now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was an experience. the UK, well, and the UK um, played out so differently, right? Yeah. Like, so I think, like, yeah, I think there was, I think they were leaving a bit of room for some creative rules if they needed it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Mark and Fee, what a treat. What a joy. It's been so lovely <laughs> to talk to you and be part oh, of your little reunion as well. Um, so thank I- you so much for having us. So we thank have you for loved having us. How fun! Thank yes. you. Yes, oh, it's been so nice. Episode. What an honor! Yes. Yeah, and thank you for loving the show so much and covering it the way you do. It's like it's so fun for us to watch, honestly. 
Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. I will talk to you both soon. Um, when this episode's online, you'll be tagged in it and you'll be able to see all those really shady clips that I choose yes. from what you said. Oh, cannot <laughs> wait. Yay. Make it really, really juicy. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right. Have a good night. Bye. bye. Hello, faithful trader listeners. What a brilliant way to finish off my favourite season. I had such a laugh with Fee and Mark, and they were just fantastic to talk to, and I really appreciate the time they gave me. If you listen to TT News at the start of the episode, you'll know the podcast is doing pretty well, which I'm really proud of. I've mentioned this before, but I just want to say again that making the podcast was just a fun passion project for me, really, but has very genuinely changed my life because it has led to a new career in a TV development company. And that might not have happened if nobody listened to the podcast. So thank you so much. I really appreciate people downloading and streaming it and sending me incredibly generous donations on coffee.com. There's a link in the episode description, folks. And just sending me lovely messages on social media saying that they're enjoying listening. It's a really great feeling to read those. I love the TV show, and if I wasn't making it, I'd want to listen to a podcast all about every episode. So it's cool for me to be the person actually doing it and giving other people something fun to enjoy. I also wanted to mention that Aussie runner-up Craig, who was on the podcast, had a GoFundMe page for his daughter that he spoke about in our interview episode. And I'm happy to say that in the last few days, it has hit its $10,000 target through lovely donations. So if you contributed, well done. If not, you can still add to the fund. I'm sure Craig would be grateful for any amount, big or small. And I'll put the GoFundMe link in the episode description here again. Now, my intention was to kind of take a break from the podcast for a couple of months, because although I love it, it is incredibly time-consuming. However, because it's doing so well right now, I'm going to ride the wave and sail right into Season 2 of The Traitors Australia, which begins on August the 13th. I already have lots of lovely guest co-hosts who have signed up, and believe it or not, I have my first contestant from the new season ready for a Tradar interview. Life is pretty wild for me right now. Here in Scotland, I write theatre reviews, and I'm covering lots of shows at the Edinburgh Fringe, which you can find on thewereview.com, by the way. But the next episode will be available sometime in the middle of August. If you've been listening along to the season, you could give me an early Christmas present by visiting that coffee.com page I mentioned, or simply by subscribing or following or leaving a lovely review on whatever platform you use to listen, particularly Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or just, you know, tell your friends and keep on listening. Lastly, a few people have asked if I'll be covering The Traitors New Zealand. I will be watching, but I won't be covering it on the podcast because there are truly not enough hours in the day for me to function properly as it is. However, if any podcasters out there are super keen to cover the show on behalf of the trader, send me a message and we'll talk business. 
Additionally, if your ears pricked up when I mentioned guest co-hosts and you're thinking, hey, I want to be a guest co-host on The Tradar, then you should send me a message too. I'm on Instagram at The Tradar Podcast, on X at The Tradar Pod, or you can email me at thetradarpodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye, season one of The Traders Australia. Thank you to all my co-hosts and interviewees. You have been a delight. Until the next season, stay faithful.